Table Fries is a new podcast hosted by Gene Hopkins, Chief Marketing Officer at Lola.com. Gene has built and led marketing teams, authored top-selling marketing materials, and served on advisory boards all around Greater Boston. With Table Fries, Gene sets out to interview every woman working at Lola.com. Gene will talk about motivation, what makes a good day, and we'll connect the dots between guests in a special way. At Table Fries, there's always room to share. So grab small plates and don't forget the dipping sauce. To find all the new and previous episodes of Table Fries, check out your favorite podcast platforms or visit us at lola.com slash table fries. And don't forget, Gene is building Boston's next great B2B marketing team at lola.com. So be sure to stay updated on new roles at the lola.com careers page. Table Fries, where sharing is caring. So Sonia, why don't you tell me the story about how you came about to join Lola.com? You, you know, you graduated from school recently. Why don't you tell us the story? Yeah, um, so I have a really interesting school track. So I actually graduated from University of Pittsburgh in mm -hmm. 2017, mm -hmm. and I graduated with a degree in biology. Mm. I was uh, on the track to go to med school. Mm -hmm. um, I was getting my master's in anatomical science, and I kind of decided at that point I was not super passionate about medicine. I I liked biology, I still find it super interesting, but I wasn't 100% dedicated to what I was studying. So then I kind of discovered software engineering through my brother's a software engineer and then mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends that are into it. And mm -hmm. it was more like solving puzzles to me and mm -hmm. it just like came a lot more naturally and I enjoyed, like I was super passionate about learning that. So then I decided to go to school for software engineering. I went to this boot camp in California in San Francisco. It's called Holverton, and it's a nine-month program. It's intensive nine months where you learn how to code over the period. And then we're I, coding in what language? So <laughs> <laughs> we actually, we start off in C, which I don't know if you're familiar, but it's the lowest lowest level of language. Right, it's a and low it's, bar. Yeah, <laughs> and it's very detail-oriented. You have mm -hmm. to talk, you have to consider like managing memory and just making sure it's every, yeah, everything is super detailed with it. And then we went over onto Python, mm -hmm. which is something we use here at Lola. Mm -hmm. um, that's a backend language. And and then after that, we moved over to JavaScript and okay. for front end. And that's that's <laughs> where I loved it. Yeah, I love. You like the, the front end. I like the design aspect. I mm -hmm. liked I like building something and then seeing what you built. So after I finished school, I knew I wanted to go into a front end engineering position. I also knew I wanted to go back to the East Coast. I'm from the East Coast. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like Boston because it's like a big city, but then it also has the community kind of feel to it. You can mm -hmm. easily get around it. So I started to apply to jobs in Boston and I knew I wanted to go to more of a startup company. I, I like the idea of building up a product from like the ground up and just like keep adding features, keep s watching something grow rather than adding to a product that's already successful and like already accomplished and has all of these. Yeah, awesome I mean, you, yeah. you wanted to create, not maintain. Yeah, exactly. I mean, something like that. Did you talk to a number of developers when you were in school to be able to learn the difference between something that, you know, on-premises maintenance kind of mode versus more of a SaaS-based software uh, growth. Is that how you came to define that? Yeah. So I have I have a good friend. Her, her name's Katie, and she was one of the first employees at Square. Ah. And I was able to meet with her and talk about her experience, mm -hmm. and now she's successful. She's not actually in the engineering side, but in the business side. And mm -hmm. just hearing her experience at Square and mm -hmm. watching Square grow mm. to this huge thing mm -hmm. th that like really interested me, and I knew something I wanted to be a part of. 
So you want to get in on the ground floor. Yeah, exactly. Something like that was exciting for you. So how did you uh, interview here? Did you just send in an application? Yeah, and so I, I saw Lola, like I saw the list of startups in Boston mm-hmm. and Lola was on it. Mm-hmm. My first thought was everyone at this company looks so happy and just like <laughs> cheerful and just like excited to be there. So I sent in my application and got an interview. So and yeah. one thing led to another. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty exciting. Uh, it's interesting that you move from something like biology and and then maybe not going into medicine because it's it's a more difficult thing to kind of control. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're, you have the human element in there. And I mean, obviously, you have the human element in terms of programming. But at least you know that with the right details and the right follow-up and the right uh, QA, that your scripts or your software development will be okay versus dealing with a patient possibly that may or not may or may not follow your directions for um, making sure that they get healthy. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point, yeah. <laughs> it's actually interesting, too, because I think that one of the reasons I was first interested in medicine is, like, you know, like, doctors, like, they have such a great career, they, they save so many people, mm-hmm. but then also, like, the path to it. If you do X, A, B, and C to get there, then mm-hmm. you know that you're going to become a doctor, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Well, re- relatively, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. relatively, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so I think that with, like, software engineering, it's, like, kind of more spontaneous. It's so, so it's exciting to be. It's a little more creative. Yeah, exactly. You know, because you don't have to worry about cause and effect necessarily in terms of, um, again, the human element. Uh, of dealing on the medicine side, yeah. which I think can be discouraging, where where they can save as well. I mean, there's a whole component about maybe some people aren't going to stay healthy, yeah, for whatever reasons. Yeah. That's a little challenging. Well, welcome. We're so glad to have Thanks. you on the Lola team. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So. <laughs> and and it comes across because you always have a great smile. You're always very happy. You ask a lot of good questions. You're just really <laughs> a great part of the team. We're really happy to have you. Thank you. So, Sonia, is there a single word that might describe you? Uh, Yeah, I would say I'm a very open-minded person. I know that there is an infinite amount of things to learn in this world, and I know such like a small fraction of it. So I try to approach every conversation, every circumstance being open-minded and understanding that there is always new perspective towards it, and there's always something else to learn. And I try to hear that perspective and Try not to box myself in. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a tough thing to do. You know, I, I read a recent article where um, a, a professor had gone through a number of self help books and leadership books, and the overwhelming um, consensus through all these things that this individual had read is two words: be nice. Yeah, just be <laughs> nice. And I, I think that it's it's something that. It being open-minded is a way of being nice to, to people and just not assuming that um, uh, everybody has a bad day and you could just be bumping into people that are just not having that great of a day. So yeah. it's kind yeah, of definitely. interesting. If that's open-minded, what was the last book you read and did you like it or not? A recent book I read is called Game Changers. It's by Dave Asprey. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Mm. He's a uh, He's the founder of the Bulletproof Diet, and he... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> and he's like this huge... But he's a biohacker. Okay. Um, and this book, it, is, it talks about how he interviews all of these high-achieving people mm-hmm. um, across a lot of different industries, and he asks them in each chapter about, like, what is, like, a law that you abide by that makes you someone that's a high achiever? Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like, there's one chapter where he interviews this woman, JJ Virgin, and she 
and she talks about how you should avoid weasel words. And a weasel word is something like try, can't. Mm. So you shouldn't, once you add, once you say something like, oh, I'll try to do that later, mm. you're kind of already setting yourself up for failure right. not to do and it. Instead or, of saying, oh, I, I will do it, yeah. or I won't or, do it. It's kind of hard to work around mm -hmm. it, but I think that's an interesting thing to think about when you're talking or when you're writing a text or, or when you say you can't do something, like you're already saying you're, you can never do it. Right, like, right, right. You, maybe, you, maybe you can do it, but just not under the current circumstances. Or if you had more information, you can do it. So. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, and I remember reading something about people that say they don't have time to exercise or they don't have time to do mm -hmm. something. And in reality, when you look at some of those things that people, when they say that I don't have time, they have time to go on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is for 30 minutes a day, or they have time to be able to watch television or sports or, you know, you, you hear a lot about it. And, and it's funny because every single guest that we've had on Table Fries has all, they've all read a book or they all have several books that they're in process of. And it means to me, it, what it shows is that we have a level of curiosity here in this organization that people are always trying to learn more yeah. and that concept of learning more. So what you just said is it, it people do find the time, you do find the time to read because you do want to grow. We have a book club here, we have a business book club that many people participate in. And it's interesting how many people are looking for ways to be able to grow and books are an excellent way to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Definitely. Yeah. It is. Um, when you go home at the end of the day, how do you know you've had a good day? What does it feel like to you? Um, well, first of all, if I'm happy, <laughs> I think that that's like, I like to finish my day. Like I start my days happy and I think that if I end my day happy, but if I do something accomplished, I think that I feel accomplished if I worked on something really hard during the day, almost felt like I was going to fail at doing mm. that and then eventually was able to do it. Mm -hmm. So you know that you pushed, I pushed myself so hard that like I was able to actually make an improvement and accomplish something solve a problem yeah and you and you've been solving a number of uh, little things that our customers have been asking for mm -hmm. so it's been exciting because every time that we look at the slack ship it channel um, number of your teammates and you are constantly shipping like these updates that many of our customers have been asking for which is very exciting yeah, yeah no it is exciting it is exciting we're working a, hard <laughs> yeah working hard and being yay yay so this is uh, a question that Stacy likes to ask what is the one piece of of advice you'd give to your 18-year-old self? So you're going to University of Pittsburgh, yeah. you're going to major in biology. To I think I would say to slow down and find what you're passionate about doing. Mm -hmm. And once you find that, I think that it's important to like put all as much energy as you can into that. I think that when I was studying biology, like I said, I, I liked biology. I still find it really interesting, mm -hmm. but I wasn't 100% passionate about it like I didn't enjoy talking about it with like my peers that were also in it you know like I it was more just like oh it's something that I have to do and mm -hmm. then I also have my other life mm -hmm. but once I found coding I'm like oh I love coding like I love any, everything around it mm -hmm. like I could I do it on my like spare time like I do it for fun <laughs> so, so since I found something I'm passionate about I'm putting all that time in I already feel like myself as a whole is like growing a ton and a lot faster. I see. Yeah. So so do you know how you ended up in biology? I mean, 
I, I have twin daughters um, and going to school, um, one of the things, uh, they were both accepted at UMass Amherst and I remember going to the early acceptance day and the number of students, um, this was early acceptance, and at UMass Amherst there's a huge um, coliseum and the number of biology majors was represented about 70% of all the students that were in there. So it, was it because you wanted science? Was it something like that? Well, I think it was, I majored in biology because I planned on going into med ah, school. okay. And I think I plan on going into med school because I, I know I want to be successful and I know med school is like, being a doctor is you're becoming successful. Mm -hmm. Well, in my terms of what I, a goal. I feel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a goal is. And my dad's a doctor. Okay, well, so, there you yeah. go. Okay. <laughs> so he didn't, he, by, by no means did he ever push me to like, mm -hmm. be like, oh, you have to become a doctor. But mm -hmm. it's well, what I grew up with. We had conversations about medicine and just mm -hmm. like, that's like what it was my, something life, you knew. my life revolved around. So yeah, yeah, I totally get that. And, and so it's good that you did and you did as well as you did, but then you were able to find something. I mean, it would have been sad as if you ended up moving forward and then finding out, geez, this is not yeah. really something. So I I bet your parents are proud of you. Oh, yeah, they're very proud. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Your worst job and why? Ashley asks this question, and it usually involves food service. <laughs> yeah, I have to say mine also doesn't involve food. I worked at Penn Station Subs for a bit in uh, college. Yeah, that was uh, a lot of standing around, making food, and then just, like, dealing with customers that are not happy with their food and leaving smelling like food and, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the, the, the number one sandwich that you had to make? Um, I would say the number one sal uh, sandwich was probably the Philly cheesesteak, yeah. Really? Philly yeah. cheesesteak? I okay. mean, it's Penn Station subs, and then in Pittsburgh, we have a lot of Philly people mm -hmm. from, that are coming to. Of course, to, yeah. right? Even though it's a almost seven hours drive, yeah. people have no idea so how people far love the, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh yeah. are. I mean, it's the longest part of the state. But I think it's also like in-state tuition, too, so ah. people that come out, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah, you're right. So you have to have a make a Philly sub, right? With peppers and onions or just the steak and the cheese? Ooh, I, I think it was the peppers and onions as well, yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> We're going to go to this question, and it's kind of a weird question. Would you prefer to be an individual contributor or a manager? I think this is a difficult question, and right now I am an individual contributor, and I, I really love what I'm doing right now. I love being an individual contributor. Mm -hmm. Like Marina said, like I think it like it could be a lot more creative, and I'm learning a lot more about mm -hmm. like what I'm doing. I'm coming across pro problems in like mm -hmm. coding, and I'm learning how to solve them, and mm -hmm. But I think in the future, I would definitely like to at least experience the manager position. I mm -hmm. think that having eyes over a large amount of the product would be interesting to me and mm -hmm. managing all of that. So, okay, yeah. with, with individuals as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you're in a good place right now within this company to be able to make those kinds of contributions, taking people under your wing, you know, whether they're on this this floor. We, we have a number of interns are going to be starting in a few weeks. So mm -hmm. that that's a great way to kind of trial managing yeah. is by giving good feedback to um, interns and co-op students yeah, like definitely. our friend Connor here. <laughs> Most surprising thing... Since you joined this team, now everybody seemed happy. Everything seemed great when you came here. So Beth, one was there something surprising that you when you came here? Were your expectations met, or was it? Yeah, what something I'm very surprised by is I, people here are so welcoming and just <laughs> I can slack anyone in the company and ask them to get coffee, ask them to get lunch, and they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, definitely. Like, let me tell you about what I'm working on. Let, let me tell you about my my career and like my life and like. 
people are like, how can I help you? And mm -hmm. just, yeah, everyone's just been very nice and like welcoming. Well, that's great. And, yeah. and, and I have heard a number of people talk about you and <laughs> how you do do that that you're always trying to meet different people within the company and get to know them and get to know their trajectory as well. Kel Chrissy likes to ask this question. Um, most Your most interesting experience or trip to date? This is like vacations? Oh, yeah. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. It could be a business trip, could be yeah. whatever. This is hard because I've been on a lot of awesome trips. But <laughs> That's okay too. <laughs> uh, I would probably say, uh, so I, I love scuba diving. Oh, really? Yeah, and... The craziest trip I'd want, um, I was in the Great Barrier Reef. Wow. And I went scuba diving for like a week and we just like stayed on a boat and mm -hmm. went across the Great Barrier Reef. And I did a night dive and it was with 30 sharks just swimming around us. And it was, it's cool because you can't really see the sharks uh, besides like the flashlight you have, mm -hmm. but they all have green eyes. Mm. So you just see like green dots like swimming around you. Really? Yeah, it was a pretty wild experience. So when you when you went to the Great Barrier Reef, you know, we're seeing all these things about the bleaching of the coral. Mm -hmm. Is, did you see that as well? I didn't yet. Um, I, I went in the high school for this trip, mm -hmm. so it, I didn't see it yet. But I know it's like such a huge issue, and right. like I, I know our coral reefs are dying. So I know. Yeah, I'm glad I got to experience it. Well, it's still there too. So right. Let's uh, talk about your favorite Lola value at this past Mosh, which is our monthly company meeting. You were. De designated a high flyer for humble learning <laughs> and it, do you feel like that's your most favorite Lola value yeah it actually is <laughs> my most favorite so like I said before I try to open I go into every circumstance being an open-minded person mm. and I'm just constantly trying to learn and just sit back and just realize that I don't know everything and just like I'm tr always trying to like learn new perspectives and that's something that I try to live by so I was very honored that that's what someone someone else uh, that's what Stacy saw in me as well. So oh, she did. I mean, yeah. a number of the executive team members have seen this as well as some of your um, a number of your coworkers. Uh, Liz likes to ask this question: Is there anything in the office that you would like to see changed or upgraded or whatever? Yeah, I'm trying to get the M&Ms. The M&Ms? <laughs> you want M&Ms? <laughs> we have this uh, in the office. We have this like nut in M&Ms and raisin mix. Oh, the trail mix. mix. But I just want the M&Ms. You just you want know? the M&Ms? Hey, I thought that she got M&Ms. <laughs> I know that uh, Krista really likes those M&Ms. Yeah, yeah. And um, how did you choose your career path? I know we talked about it a little bit, but Chelsea wanted to kind of know that question as well. So I was in I was in my master's for anatomical science and I was kind of deciding on what a new career path would be. Um, I said my brother's a, a software engineer mm -hmm. and me and him both think very similarly. Mm -hmm. Like we're very logical thinkers and just like like solving problems mm -hmm. um, around coding. So he introduced me to a couple websites that you could learn how to code for free oh. and just like learn the basics. Mm -hmm. And that's where like it, I got hooked. Like <laughs> I, I was like, this is fun. Like I was doing that on my spare time. And then he also went the boot camp route. So he, oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. So he, and he was successful out of it and just very knowledgeable from that. So I was like, I'm going to give this a shot. Like I'm going to switch, switch career paths altogether. And within a month, I Dropped out of grad school and moved to San Francisco. Holy moly! Huh? So yeah, it was a it was a big move, but like one of the best decisions I've ever made. So. Oh, that's great. And yeah. and when you were in school in that nine month program, did it really consume seven days a week for you? Oh yeah. yeah. We were I was working nonstop and just like mm -hmm. always working to build, always learning something new, mm -hmm. and especially even what we the framework we use here at Lola it's, it's called React, and that wasn't even taught at my school. Like so that was all self taught like on my own time wow. and. Yeah. How many other women were in that program? 
Um, so the school I went to, it was about diversity, okay. and we were really trying to attract a diverse crowd. Oh, so we actually had like between 30 and 40 percent, oh. which is very high for the tech industry. So Sonia, um, we like to wrap it up to see if you have a question for me, and then I typically add it to our deck for asking our next guest on a Table Fries. Anything for me? Yeah. Uh, so what is something you're working on right now to improve yourself? Me? Impersonally? Hmm, that's a very, very good question. Um, I do an incredible amount of reading. I read all the time. I read just about, you know, cereal boxes, anything, um, number of newspapers. But I'm, I'm working on trying to figure out how to be able to bring more people in, in, on the team to be able to have them be exposed to more things that they might not have the opportunity to be exposed to and making the whole team better. So a little bit about trying to speak more in public, trying to focus, you know, not just my team, but individuals to get them to have a specific area that they know inside and out that they can talk about on a webinar or a podcast like this or um, a speaking engagement. Um, because we have so many smart, talented individuals here, and I, I want them to be able to build their own brand, and I want that those are some of the things that I'm working on without scaring the bejeebers out of them. I that's love that, Gene. That's, that's the <laughs> other thing. I don't want I don't want yeah, to yeah. focus too much on that so that I don't want to put too much pressure on them, but I, I want people to feel we have so many opportunities to speak, as an example. We're a great company. We're a diverse company. We have a lot of opportunities. And I don't think it should be the same three people. I think I want everybody in the company to have the opportunity to speak, to be able to build their own brand, and to be able to represent themselves well. However, that takes some time in order to figure out you know, your area of expertise, because it's not going to be the whole thing. It's going to be something a little bit smaller. But I want people to be able to have a sequential thought process that they can present in a 10-minute, 20-minute, 30-minute format with some Q&A. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, it shows with you uh, starting this podcast, too, just like <laughs> bringing people on like me that are having the their first opportunity to speak like this. So you know, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. We have a great team, and I want people to have this opportunity, this chance. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> You've been listening to Table Fries with host Gene Hopkins from Lola.com on the Funnel Radio Network. Be sure to subscribe on TableFries.com. Table Fries is brought to you by Lola.com. Super simple corporate travel software from the travel innovators who brought you Kayak. Whether you want better visibility into travel spend, help managing your corporate travel program, or 24-7 human-powered support while you're on the road, Lola.com is the perfect solution. Lola.com, a better way to travel for business.